0: Hey there, future paleontologist! I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of you. Hope you got some cool dinosaur stuff as gifts. I got dino jammies. So I got dinosaur PJs, which makes it the greatest day in the history of the world because I've got dinosaur jammies. How cool is that? Well, the answer is it's very cool. I'm Dinosaur George. Welcome to the show. This is a podcast made for young people who love dinosaurs and prehistoric life. So if you're listening, I hope that means you love dinosaurs and prehistoric life. Before we get to today's uh, amazing feature creature, King of the Dinosaurs, I want to give a shout out to a couple of you. Bandera Museum of Natural History which is located in Bandera, Texas. I went out there and did two live shows for them. It was great. Did them outside. Everybody uh, maintained social distancing and everyone wore a mask and it really turned out to be a lot of fun. Weather was beautiful. So if you're ever in Bandera, Texas, you need to go see my friends at the Bandera Museum of Natural History. It's a beautiful little museum. It's got all kinds of amazing stuff. Then, I spoke to the students at Upper Greenwood Lake School in New Jersey. What a great school. Had a lot of fun. Really had a good time. That was a virtual lesson, and I hope they enjoyed it. I sure had a good time. Speaking of virtual lessons, I spoke to NYOS Elementary in Austin, Texas. Again, great school, a lot of fun. I did a virtual lesson for Walker Elementary in Missouri. Shout out to Walker Elementary! Hope you guys enjoyed it. And I did a virtual lesson for Norris Elementary in Frisco, Texas, and then Ratton Elementary in Anna, Texas. If any of you would like for me to do a virtual lesson for your school, you can go to our website, dinosaurgeorge.com. You can share that information with your teachers or your PTAs or PTOs, the parent groups, And hopefully one day I will get to do a virtual lesson for all of you. I want to remind you that we also have a Patreon club. If you would like to become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club, there's three levels. The first one is only a dollar a month. You get a, a free lesson where we do those on Zoom where only Patreon members get to participate. And so we do a lesson. If you join the Raptor Club or the Tyrannosaurus uh, Club, you get two virtual lessons a month and if you are a Tyrannosaurus Patreon member, you get to submit uh questions for the who would Win segment. Also we're going to start inviting Patreon Tyrannosaurus Patreon club members to come on and get to be part of the podcast I'm gonna you're gonna hear their voices I'm gonna start bringing patreon members on. Tyrannosaurus Patreon members, and they are going to be a part of that. So uh, before we get into our feature creature, let's do a little bit of information about our virtual lessons in the event that you would like to have me speak at your school. So pay attention because here we go. (sighs) Now you can bring Dinosaur George into your classroom, home, or facility anywhere in the world with our virtual lessons. We offer over 15 different topics, including dinosaurs, prehistoric mammals, rocks and minerals, and more. Any age, any location, and any time zone. Visit us at DinosaurGeorge.com. It's time for our Feature Creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your Feature Creature. Today's Feature Creature is the king of the dinosaurs, the one and only Tyrannosaurus rex. Now, I want to cover some things that are confusing. First of all, some books that you read call it Tyrannosaurus, some books you read call it Tyrannosaurus Rex, and some call it T-Rex. It's all the same animal. T-Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and Tyrannosaurus are all the same thing. All dinosaurs have a first and last name. Did you know that? Did you know that? I bet some of you did. All dinosaurs have a first and last name. Tyrannosaurus is its first name. Rex is its last name. That's called genus and species. When you say Tyrannosaurus, that is the genus. When you say Tyrannosaurus Rex, that is the species name. So all dinosaurs have a first and last name. A genus and species name. But Tyrannosaurus rex is the only dinosaur that everyone calls by its first and last name. You never hear anybody call Stegosaurus Stegosaurus stenops or Triceratops horidus. You never hear people say that. And yet, they have a first and last name. We only call Tyrannosaurus rex by its first and last name. Do you know the word Tyrannosaurus Well, the words Tyrannosaurus rex are the most recognized scientific names on the planet. More people have heard the word Tyrannosaurus rex than they have Homo sapien. That means people. Homo sapien is humans. That's you and I. Our scientific name is Homo sapien. You know your dog has a scientific name, Canis familiaris. That's your dog's name, Canis Familiaris. I know that you named your dog something else, but I mean the scientific name. So Tyrannosaurus Rex is the scientific name, both first and last name. So when you see T-Rex, that's just a nickname. T is short for Tyrannosaurus. When you see T-Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex, or Tyrannosaurus, those are all the same dinosaur. They're all the same thing. Now, there's been debate There may be a second dinosaur named Tyrannosaurus, but its name is Tyrannosaurus bataar. So you see, you call them by their first and last name so you can identify. Do you know there's more than one dinosaur named Stegosaurus? Do you know there's Stegosaurus ungulatus, Stegosaurus stenops, Stegosaurus armatus, Stegosaurus longispinus? Four different dinosaurs named Stegosaurus, but they all have a different last name. They all have a different species name. So Tyrannosaurus rex is its entire scientific name. People say, wait a minute, why do we keep calling it the king of the dinosaurs? Aren't there some meat eaters that have been discovered that are taller and longer? Yes, there are. So why do we keep calling it Tyrannosaurus rex? Why do we call it the king of the dinosaurs? Because when you say the words Tyrannosaurus rex, those are not English names. Those are Latin. They mean something in English. Tyrano means tyrant. A tyrant is a very mean ruler. Like a king who's, who's very mean to his subjects, that would be a tyrant. So Tyrannos, Tyranno means tyrant. Saurus means reptile. And king In English means, or I'm sorry, rex in English means king. Tyrannosaurus rex in English means tyrant lizard king. It will always be called the king of the dinosaurs because that's what its name means in English. The tyrant lizard king. Yes, they have found meat eaters longer and taller than Tyrannosaurus rex. But let me tell you right here and now, those dinosaurs wouldn't stand a chance against a Tyrannosaurus rex. Just because you're taller, just because you're longer, does not equal power. Think about this. If I had a giraffe and an elephant, who's taller? Giraffe. Who's five times stronger? Elephant. That elephant could crush a giraffe. So, same thing with Tyrannosaurus Rex. With Giganotosaurus, with Spinosaurus, yes, they were longer and taller, but listen. They were not the same type of dinosaur tyrannosaurus rex is a heavyweight rip you to pieces fighter those other guys are bite you and stand back and let you die not rex rex had the capability to go in full guns this thing was a massive animal everything about t-rexes is, is heavy duty so yes tyrannosaurus rex will always be called the king of the dinosaurs because that's what its name means and just because it's not as long or tall as some of the other dinosaurs, some of the other meat eaters, does not mean it would not be a terror when it, if it ever met up with them. So, in North America, Tyrannosaurus rex remains the largest predatory dinosaur. In South America, it's Giganotosaurus, and in Africa, it's um, Spinosaurus. And Tyrannosaurus does have a very close relative that lived in Asia. That's Tarbosaurus, but some people want to change Tarbosaurus's name to Tyrannosaurus because it's so similar to Tyrannosaurus Rex. So if Tarbosaurus's name ever gets changed, then there will be Tyrannosaurus Batar from China and Tyrannosaurus Rex from North America. Same first name, two different last names. So just how big is Tyrannosaurus? Well, this is very confusing because every time you read a book, it's like one tells you it's 50 feet long, then one tells you it's 40 feet long and one Well, that's because estimating the size of a dinosaur can be very difficult. I've said this in other podcasts. It can be hard to to um uh understand the exact length because we don't always find all the bones and even when we do find all the bones, we don't always know how much space there was between each vertebra. So most scientists feel that T-Rex was probably between 40 to maybe 43 feet long, somewhere around there. It was about 12 feet tall at the hips, which makes it a very tall dinosaur. And some people believe it weighed almost 15,000 pounds. Now, again, it's sometimes difficult to figure out how much a dinosaur weighs. But regardless, 15,000 pounds is a lot. That's like seven tons. That's big. That's a big animal. They lived in the late Cretaceous. They were there at the very end of the age of dinosaurs. Now their ancestors started off smaller and as they evolved and changed, they ultimately led up to Tyrannosaurus Rex, which becomes the biggest and most powerful of all of the tyrannosaurs. See, there's a group of dinosaurs called tyrannosaurs. Tyrannosaurus Rex is a member, Tarbosaurus is a member, who else? Um uh Yinlong, um Guanlong um, oh, gosh, there's several. My mind just went blank. Um, Albertosaurus, Despletosaurus, they all fit into the Tyrannosaur family. But of all of them, Tyrannosaurus rex grows to be the biggest. And they lived along what is now, um, uh, they lived in the forest and probably along the rivers and the lower flood lanes in what is now Western North America. So from Canada all the way down, we think even as far down as Texas, Texas. Um, That's where they roamed, and there was nothing, absolutely nothing as dangerous, in my opinion, as a Tyrannosaurus rex when it came to big dinosaurs. Now, the thing that is the most amazing to me about Tyrannosaurus rex is its head, its skull. If you ever see a picture of a T-Rex skull, they're shaped differently than almost every other carnivorous dinosaur. Almost all meat-eater skulls are different from Tyrannosaurus rex because Tyrannosaurus rex, at the back of its skull, its head is super wide, super wide. And that was because it, it allowed its eyes to move out a little bit away from its nose so it could look straight at you. Almost all carnivores could not see straight down their nose. They would have to turn their head a little bit slightly to the left or to the right to see you if you've ever gone outside and watched birds you notice birds kind of jerk their head around and move their head in kind of jerky movements they don't have real slow movements they kind of jerk their head that's because a bird not a hawk or an owl i'm talking about like like uh just your common backyard birds backyard birds just the common birds their eyes do not face forward So they have to jerk their head around to kind of see what's around them. In their mind, it's kind of taking little pictures of everything around it and putting it all together. Now, with an owl, it doesn't jerk its head around. It's looking right at you. With an eagle, it's looking right at you. With Tyrannosaurus Rex, it's looking right at you. If it's pointing its nose at you, it sees you. Those eyes are incredibly powerful. It had incredibly strong eyesight. Scientists are able to CAT scan. That means sort of x-ray the brain case. And scientists like uh, Professor Larry Whitmer at Ohio University, he actually can see the inside of the skull and see where the brain was. And he can recreate that brain with a 3D printer. He can hold the brain of a dinosaur in his hand. And by doing that, he's able to determine what, what part of the brain was used for its balance, what was used for smell, what was used for eyesight, and a big percentage of the brain is used for eyesight. That means T-Rex's eyesight is excellent. So what separates T-Rex from all other carnivores is the shape of that skull because it makes the eyes move outward and they can see straight ahead of them, and that is the mark of a predator. That makes it a super hunter because it doesn't have to turn its head from side to side to see ahead of it. It's running at you. It sees what's in front of it. So the skull is absolutely amazing and the eyes are spectacular as well. But of course, when you talk about the head, you've got to talk about the teeth. And those things were amazing. Let me tell you the thing that surprises a lot of people. I have three T-Rex skulls in my collection and every person that ever walks up to it all says the same thing. Its teeth aren't sharp. No, they are not. Tyrannosaurus's teeth are not pointy. They are round on the tip. Those at the back of the jaw are kind of pointy, but I'm talking about the biggest teeth. Those teeth are not sharp and pointy. Here's why. If you take a pencil and you put it in the sharpener and you make it super, super sharp, what happens when you try to write with that pencil? It breaks, right? The lead breaks. Well, the same thing would have happened with Tyrannosaurus rex's teeth, because they are made for crunching bone. This dinosaur doesn't just bite off pieces of meat. This dinosaur's jaws are so powerful, and its teeth are round at the end, which makes them incredibly strong. And when it crunches into an animal, it's snapping through bones, flesh, muscle. This thing is a machine. When Tyrannosaurus Rex crunches into you, you are in big trouble. It snaps bones. So its teeth are round. Even though they're round, its jaws are so strong, it can still push them right through the meat. Now, on the edge of the teeth is something called serrations, like on a knife. Zigzaggy lines. Those are sharp. Those are definitely sharp. But those are made to slice through once those big round teeth punch through the skin Those slice through the meat and make it easier for it to bite. But trust me, when that thing crunches down, there was a scene in one of the Jurassic Park, I think Jurassic Park 3, where it grabbed the neck of a Spinosaurus. If that were true, that Spinosaurus would have been dead because Tyrannosaurus's bite is unbelievably strong. So in the movie, though, they made Spinosaurus kill T-Rex. Let me tell you why they did that. It only it's it was for one reason. It's because they wanted Spinosaurus to be the hero so that more kids would want to buy a Spinosaurus toy. That's my opinion. That's what I believe. I think they just wanted to sell more toys. So they made Spinosaurus kill T-Rex. Well, in reality, now, first of all, those dinosaurs didn't live together at the same time or in the same place. But if they did... It would, have been a different, it would have been a different result. So those teeth are absolutely essential for crushing. And by the way, do you know that its front teeth are different from the middle teeth? And those are different from the back teeth. It actually has three kinds of teeth. It has the thin, sharp meat slicers in the back. It has the bone crunchers up front. But in the very tip of its mouth, those teeth are flat on the back. Don't know why. Some scientists believe it could scrape off pieces of meat on the bone. Some scientists think those teeth were used for something called preening. Preening is what we see birds do, where they rub their beak through their feathers to clean them. Some people think T-Rex may have done that if T-Rexes were feathered. Some people think that they may have used those feathers to clean their family's feathers. Kind of like when you were little and mom or dad gave you a bath? Well, Tyrannosauruses might have used those front teeth for that. I don't know. It's an interesting theory. It's an interesting hypothesis. Hypothesis is an educated guess. I think they were probably better suited for scraping the meat off of a bone, but who knows? So it really has three different kinds of teeth. But probably the most amazing thing about its teeth is that they may have had something called a septic bite. And that's a fancy word for bacteria. See, every morning and every night, you and I brush our teeth. We brush our teeth not to make our teeth shiny. We brush our teeth to get the bacteria off of them. Because bacteria is bad. It will eat away at your teeth and even your gums. But if you brush them, you knock them off. Well, T-Rex doesn't brush its teeth. So that means bacteria grew on its teeth so that when a tyrannosaurus rex bit you not only did it tear a big hunk out of you and not only did it maybe snap your bones but it also put bacteria in that wound and that could make you very sick so if t rex bit you all it had to do is just follow you for a couple of days until you got so weak from the bacteria that it would be able to eat you and you couldn't fight back i told you it's the king of the dinosaurs and it's powerful but it's not dumb it's not going to rush in and attack something because it could get hurt. Think about what happened if a if a if a uh, triceratops stabbed you. You could die. You don't want to die. So you want to be careful. So it had a septic bite that would have helped it. And finally, it's the the teeth. Yes, the bacteria would ultimately rot the teeth, but it didn't care cuz like a shark, it grew new teeth throughout its whole life. A tooth falls out, a new tooth grows back. So Tyrannosaurus Rex is an absolute eating machine, but the one thing that doesn't make any sense when you look at T-Rex is those little arms. Why were its arms so little? Well, let me say this. If you look at T-Rex's ancestors, its earlier relatives, they had little bit longer arms with three claws on them. But as T-Rex evolved and as they got bigger and bigger, I guess it just didn't need its arms anymore. You can It caught things with its mouth, not its arms. Wolves hunt with their mouth, not their hands. Sharks hunt with their mouth, not their fins. Snakes hunt with their mouth. A lot of animals can catch things with their mouth. Fish can do it. Lots of animals do it. They don't use their hands. So it's not like those arms were useless. They were there for something. We just don't know what. They were very powerful. And oh, by the way, Every picture you've ever seen of a T-Rex, it always shows two fingers. Do you know they actually have two and a half fingers? They have a little tiny third finger. That was so little, it probably didn't even stick out of the skin. You probably didn't see it. When you looked at the hand of a T-Rex, you probably didn't even see that little third digit. That's called a vestigial digit. And what that big word means is that they don't use it anymore. So it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. They didn't use their hands. Their arms are getting smaller because they don't use them. And so it's actually got two and a half fingers. If you ever see a skeleton, look at the hand and you'll go, hey, there's a tiny little third finger. Correct. Because Tyrannosaurus actually has two and a half fingers. So biggest question about T-Rex, well, how did it catch its food? I think T-Rex was an ambush hunter. I believe T-Rex would stand along trails where dinosaurs would walk, maybe to get water. T-Rex would hide near dense vegetation. I think its skin was probably spotted or striped like a tiger or a leopard. And I think it stood very still. Remember, it doesn't have to jerk its head around to look, so it can stay perfectly still. And as dinosaurs walk by, it's looking for one that's either walking slowly, maybe a young one that's wandered away from the herd, Maybe an old one that's lagging behind, or maybe one that's walking with a limp. All of those things tell the king of the dinosaur, that's my target. That's the one I'm going after because that one can't defend itself. It's old, it's sick, it's weak, it's young. That's going to be my target. Remember, I said they're not going to just attack for the sake of attacking. And I think T Rex knew exactly how far it could run before it got tired. And if you walked within that zone, He just comes running out. Now, in the movies, we love to show them running out, screaming and roaring, and I don't think they did that at all. I think they were completely silent. They did not want to give themselves away. They would just come running at top speed as fast as they could, and if they could catch you before you got out of its zone, then you were lunch. But like other modern predators, it probably only killed once every 10 tries. Every 10 tries, it didn't kill something. It didn't kill something every single day. That's not how nature works. But my guess is if you walked within its attack zone and it could surprise you and you don't see it coming, you don't have enough time to escape. And that's when he comes in mouth open. I think he runs in. He may have come running in with his head down and just knocked you over like a freight train. And once you're on the ground, he spins around. He uses his foot to hold you down. He leans down with that giant mouth full of septic teeth crunches through your ribs and your back and your neck, rips off a chunk. And then if you don't fight back, he just stays there and keeps eating you. But if you do start to fight back, then he simply steps away from you and follows you. You're going to die from blood loss or from the infection. So that's what I believe. I don't think they're out running around out in the open because they're too big and they're not made for that. I believe they are ambush hunters. And I think they hunted different dinosaurs differently. Ceratopsians, they were more careful. Duckbills were probably their main focus. Ankylosaurs, I don't think they even messed with them. So, that, my friends, is today's feature creature, and I hope you enjoyed it. Now, let's answer a couple of quick questions. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any questions about dinosaurs? Just ask Dinosaur George. You can post your questions on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page or click on the Dinosaur George podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com. Questions are chosen at random and you can submit as many as you want. And now, here's Dinosaur George. All right, this first question comes from one of our Patreon members, Oliver, says, Dear Dinosaur George, my name is Oliver. Oliver, glad you wrote to me and glad that you're a Patreon member. Oliver says, I have a question about Truodon. I read that it might have been one of the smartest dinosaurs. So my question is, how smart was it compared to modern-day chimpanzees? Thank you for your podcast. Well, Oliver, I'm glad you liked the podcast, and I'm glad you sent that question. That's an excellent question. When scientists say Truodon was the smartest of dinosaurs, that simply is because its brain was bigger compared to its body than other dinosaurs. So a bigger brain probably means they're more intelligent. But there's a very big difference between dinosaur smart and mammal smart. Mammals are unbelievably more smarter. A chimpanzee is 20 times smarter than a Truodon. Because chimpanzees have to do more things, they have a they 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 have a more uh, what's the word I'm thinking about a a more difficult they they have the ability to do more things so they need a bigger brain they manipulate their hands better they can use tools to catch food they have more thing that they, they're a more complex life that's the word I'm looking for they have a more complex life and therefore they have a much bigger brain. Now, truodon, compared to other dinosaurs, was probably much smarter. I would say probably more similar to a house cat, right? It, it knows where to get the food. It knows how to hunt. It knows how to survive. So I would say, Oliver, that it would be closer to a chimpanzee. Okay, Adya, age 7, from Plano, Texas. Uh, what did the bird that had the same killer claw on its foot use the killer claw for? Okay, there is a bird. I taught uh, Adya's class. Uh, I, I taught the class and taught him about a bird called a seriyama. A seriyama is a bird that's alive today that has a killing claw on its foot, just like a raptor, just like a raptor. That killing claw, Adya, I think it used it for, uh, for killing snakes and lizards. So it's hunter, it's still a predator, and it's probably using it as a way To kill snakes and lizards, because that's its prime prey. Okay, uh, Bhakti, age 9, from Dallas, Texas, says, how many fingers do dromaeosaurus have? Dromaeosauruses have three. Raptors, the real scientific name of a raptor is dromaeosaurus. So dromaeosaurids, sorry, dromaeosaurids. All dromaeosaurids have three fingers on each hand. Good question. Ara from Plano, Texas says, why can't you change a chicken's DNA into a dinosaur and then duplicate it into a real-life dinosaur? Good question. The reason why is we don't have dinosaur DNA. Even if we do find evidence of dinosaur DNA, it is so deteriorated, there's really nothing left. So until we can figure out a way to find real dinosaur DNA, we cannot clone one. Yes, it's true that scientists are messing around With chicken embryos and actually causing things to change, like they can grow a tail on a chicken or teeth in its mouth, but that still won't become, uh, well, birds are dinosaurs. So a chicken's a dinosaur. A chicken is an avian dinosaur, but they are trying to make it look more like the terrestrial dinosaurs. All right, Eric, age nine from Frisco, Texas. Can you describe the mass extinction at the end of the Permian? Wow. At the end of the Permian, There was an enormous extinction. In fact, I'll do a podcast on the Permian extinction one day so I can go into greater detail, Eric. But let me say this. One of, if not the biggest extinction occurred at the end of the Permian era, right before the age of the dinosaurs, before the Mesozoic era, the Permian, it is estimated that 98% of all living things died. Now, what could cause 98% of all life on Earth to die? In my opinion, it had to be something gigantic, and it had to be something from space. I believe that an enormous asteroid—now, the problem is there's no evidence. Well, it could have hit in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And so, therefore, maybe it didn't leave a crater. But I think it could change the environment enough globally toward where the entire world's environment changed— And that caused the collapse of the ecosystems and animals in the ocean, in the air, underground, on the ground, plants, all of those things like dominoes fell. And when that extinction was over, those animals that did survive went on to open the door for dinosaurs to appear. So in my opinion, the Permian extinction would have had to be. Now, some scientists believe it was just volcanoes started erupting all over the world. And that was enough to change it. And that certainly could be the case and that may be there may be more science to support that that volcano simply erupted worldwide they just all went off at one time and they they lasted for years and years and years and that changed the environment i don't know if if the permian extinction happened quickly or if it happened over a long time the only thing i can tell you is it was a gigantic thing all right we're going to take a very short break and when we come back we are going to do the who and wid segment This next uh, short ad is about our Patreon club. Remember, if you ever want to submit a who would win, you have to be a Tyrannosaurus member of the Patreon club. So here we go. Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right. Our first challenge. Our first challenge was submitted by Noah. Noah always sends good ones. Here's ooh, ooh. Noah wants to know who would win, Andrewsarcus or Embolotherium? For those of you that may not be familiar with these two animals, Andrewsarcus is a giant wolf-looking creature with incredibly powerful jaws and big teeth. It kind of looks like a bear slash wolf. It was a nightmare and has a really big head. Embolotherium was a giant rhinoceros-looking creature, a big, heavy-duty rhino. So, who would win? Even though Andrew Sarkis has those powerful teeth, I do not believe that it could have penetrated the hide of an embolatherium enough to where it would be able to wear it down. It would be like a lion attacking a rhinoceros. It just wouldn't have the power to bring embolotherium down. Even if embolotherium would not get one good smash into Andrew Sarkis. I believe Andrew Sarkis would ultimately give up. Andrew Sarkis would be faster. It could probably turn quicker. It could run around and be nipping at Imboletherium's at back legs, but I don't think it's ever going to have the ability to bring down that monstrous rhino. So in my opinion, Noah, Imboletherium wins either one of two ways— Andrew Sarkis throws in the towel and says, forget it, I'm not affecting this guy. Or, if Ethereum ever rams Andrew Sarkis and knocks it to the ground, it's probably never going to get up. And if it does, Ethereum is going to come over and crush him. But what a battle that would be. All right, next, Owen, another T-Rex Patreon member. Owen sends a very interesting one. Draco Rex versus Velociraptor. Nice. Now, size-wise, they're pretty close to the same size. Velociraptor has speed. Draco Rex has speed. Velociraptors have weapons. Draco Rex has defensive weapons. Draco Rex's head is an excellent weapon, and if it lowers its head and is able to crush Velociraptor, it could knock him out of the fight. But I think Velociraptor, has one advantage that Draco Rex doesn't have. I believe Velociraptor is capable of jumping. I don't know if Draco Rex has that ability. I've not been able to study the skeleton of a Draco Rex. So I may be wrong. But because Velociraptor can jump, here's what I believe. If Draco Rex its its main weapon is the the ball on its head or the armored head, if Draco Rex, Draco Rex doesn't have a ball on its head, it's just got an armored head. If Draco Rex lowers his head to come charging, that puts its eyes facing down, which means for a moment, right before it hits, it's got to be running looking at you and then lower its head. That would give Velociraptor the opportunity to jump either straight up or sidestep it and get on its back. Once Velociraptor makes it onto the back, then I believe the fight could be over now. Draco Rex has big horns on the back of its head. It could be swinging them backwards, trying to stab. But if Velociraptor ever gets on its back, then I think the fight goes to Velociraptor. I think Velociraptor wins no matter what. It could be a very long, drawn-out battle. But I believe Velociraptor is going to be the victor because it has too many weapons. But boy, what an interesting concept that would be to see those. And finally, Bridget. Bridget, again, one of the very first Tyrannosaurus Rex members to join. Bridget sends me a four-way battle. Bridget, why are you doing this to me? You give me these huge melees. All right, here we go. T-Rex versus Spinosaurus versus Allosaurus versus Quetzalcoatlus. All right, we know Quetzalcoatlus is simply going to fly and hover above and watch the fight. Quetzalcoatlus just, you're not going to stay and fight. It's going to leave. So Quetzalcoatlus is hovering above the action, leaving us with T-Rex, Spinosaurus, and Allosaurus. In this melee, unfortunately, Allosaurus knows it's outclassed by these other two. Allosaurus is not going to hang around. It's going to turn and run. Spinosaurus, on the other hand, is bigger than T-Rex, and it's going to stay and fight. and That's going to be a mistake. Now, Spinosaurus has great big hand claws, and it can swing and rip and tear, and T-Rex has got to stay back. But T-Rex is waiting for the opportunity. If it ever grabs Spinosaurus by the throat or the arm or the back or the leg or the tail, Spinosaurus is going to be in big trouble. Rex lunges forward, and Spinosaurus tries to move its big body, but Spinosaurus has relatively short legs and is not fast. Rex grabs Spinosaurus by the throat, and you hear a crack and a crunch, and Spinosaurus goes limp. And just as T-Rex stands up to roar as the king, Allosaurus returns and comes rushing in. Now Allosaurus is able to attack a T-Rex, and Rex isn't watching for it. And Allosaurus, even though it's big, is able to run at a high rate of speed, and actually, in my opinion, jump forward and land on the side of Tyrannosaurus Rex. Three tons of Allosaurus knock Tyrannosaurus Rex to the ground. And Allosaurus begins to rip with its claws and with its teeth. And T-Rex's arms can do it no good. And it can't bend its head around to do any good. And Allosaurus is able to win the day because of a sneak attack. And Allosaurus stands on top of a T-Rex and roars defiantly in the air that I am the champion. And then Quetzalcoatlus dive bombs him and with his giant beak pokes Allosaurus in the eye and Allosaurus runs off crying. And Quetzalcoatlus is the winner. <laughs> All right, my little friends, I hope you guys enjoyed today's lesson. Uh, if you have a suggestion of a lesson that you are or, or, or podcast topic you'd like for me to cover, please go to our Dinosaur George Kids Pod uh, Facebook page. Join the Dinosaur George Kids group on Facebook, and you can send your question there. Or go to my website, dinosaurgeorge.com. Go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page, and there's a form where you could submit your questions. Until next time, be safe. I hope you all had a great holiday, and let's all look towards a great new year. I hope you all celebrate the new year. Don't let the things that happened in 2020 bother you because it'll all be better in 2021. Take care of yourself and the people around you, and I'll see you guys next time.